sit back, turn the ship over to your Kovas and relax. We're turning on flight assist. seven commanders and welcome in my name is commander mal for the win and with me as always is commander psychic i seven commanders if it's your first time listening we are really glad that you found us every week here on flight assist podcast we talk to a different commander or organization we find out a little bit about them what they're up to in game and we talk about the things we love about elite dangerous and its amazing community now, before things get started, we just want to say, as always, thank you so much for being here, because this podcast would not be possible without the support of listeners like you. I'm really excited. I'm stoked for this talk. I'm really, really, really excited to talk to this guest. Um, we have um, the wonderful Commander Alec Turner um, with us today, the... You may recognize that name. You may have yes. seen it around. <laughs> yes. Um, I know him predominantly from um, Buckyball stuff. I know, right. I know, Mal, that you and I have both dabbled in some of the Buckyball um, races. Indeed. Um, and things Indeed. along those lines. Um, I I bloody love the Buckyball races. <laughs> yes. It's, yeah, I um, love anything community-based racing in elite is just phenomenal whether it's srvs or ship launch fighters or actual ships or timed runs to locations like how quick can you get to beagle point or sag a Mm -hmm. like i just love it I, i i wish it was a more fundamental mechanic of the game but the community does such a good job putting stuff together and alec is behind a lot of that yeah community driven events are just just wonderful um and i'm i'm not aware of like any other game that does quite so much as like a commute something yeah. like, things that are organized by the community and actually comp- actual competitions through the community as well um, yeah, and yeah. yeah um alec is um my understanding is that alec is a huge part of that so um yeah. i yep. while i know him from that i also really really want to know a little bit about the man behind the buckyball that sounds so dire but it is what what, (laughs) what i want to know it sounds so cringe but i want to know a little bit more um, about his experiences yeah welcome in alec it's great to have you here it's great to be here I'm so, so excited, so excited. So excited to talk to you. It's been- <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been, you know, I've been following this. It's such a great podcast, guys. I've been following it since the beginning. Yeah. I'm sure loads of people will do this. Yeah. And every every time I listen to it, I'm thinking, oh, I know what I'd say to that question. Oh, I know what I'd say to that one. <laughs> well, I expect, um, I expect this to be a really, really swift interview then. You've been practicing is what I'm hearing, yeah. <laughs> For anybody who doesn't know um, who you are, if you can tell us a little bit about your yourself alex sort of yeah, your basics okay. of your elite dangerous content creator all of those sort of things <laughs> yeah okay so I, I might be slightly different to a lot of your guests and i'm not i'm not a youtuber or a, um, a live streamer or anything like that mm-hmm. um so i've never live streamed i do have a youtube channel but i kind of use it a bit like um img you are you know just a place to dump videos that i post on the forum <laughs> so i kind of I don't know how I got known, really. I'm, I'm involved a lot, <laughs> I think, is my main activity. I'm just involved a lot. I do create buckyball races, so I guess that's a, ah, that's yes. a form of creation. I create events um, yeah. in terms of deciding maps and 
and organizing scoreboards and just just sort of encouraging people to have a go. Yeah. Um, where yeah. I where I really got started was on the forum. It's this is such okay. a weird game for me, Elite. I mean, it's sort of changed my relationship with gaming a lot. You know, I used to do um I used to play Warcraft a lot, but I was never I've never been on a forum prior to Elite. Right. You know, I don't think I'd ever watched a Twitch stream prior to Elite. Um, yeah, but I got heavily involved in the forum. Basically, it was the first place I went to for help, I suppose. And then I learned quickly, and I was in the game from the, from the outset, really. So I quickly found oh, myself wow. giving others help. And then roughly what happened is I'd sort of say, oh, yeah, if you need to know that, check here. And then before long, I was sort of referring people to, like, half a dozen, a dozen different URLs. And I thought, well, I should stick all these URLs in one place. And then I can just say, right. go here, and all the information you need is in a nice long list. So right. that's how I created my best forum thread, which I think is how I <laughs> kind of got known. Yeah. Um, and people love that. And I think, yeah. 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 And then, you know, before I know it, I was sort of involved in things like Lave Radio and Buckyball obviously got me known to a certain community there. And yeah, I just, yeah. Yeah, I'm involved a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of interesting. That's a, and that's a different sort of twist than, pretty much anyone else we've talked to so Absolutely. far where um, the, the, the vast majority of people seem to be, I either saw elite somewhere or I played old elite. And of course I immediately had to log in as soon as mm. I could Yeah, um, well, okay. as I mean, opposed to finding the community first sort well, of. And so that, that's not strictly <laughs> true. I mean, that, that's how okay. I'm known and why people might know me and, and sort of who I am. Um, elite itself. So I played elite, the original elite on the old BBC micro way back in 1984 <laughs> <laughs> and loved it. I mean, even then, I, I, I saw that yeah. it was just a complete game changer um, yeah, yeah. and fell in love with it and played it obsessively and, you know, managed to get to Elite. And, and then I think I dabbled in Elite 2, although I don't really have any big memories of that. Right. And then I felt like, you know, time moved on and I thought I figured Elite was dead and I went to college and did other things and got a job and then, you know, got into a sort of the same sort of gaming as a lot of people like Spec Doom and Quake and yeah. Half-Life and all that kind of thing. And then a mate of mine said, do you know Elite's coming back? And I hadn't really had my ear to the ground. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I mean, mm. and yeah. I, I just missed the Kickstarter. I mean, I would have, I would have jumped on the Kickstarter, but it was just yeah. like, maybe it was October, the October before it launched. So it was like a two months before it launched or something. So I jumped into it in November, I think, just before it launched. And a bit like um, Kaizen, who you had on the week mm -hmm. or the week before, I, I kind of, I feel, I feel like I'd already absorbed the game quite a lot before I yeah. even, right. you know, jumped into it. Oh, that's so cool. I remember, I, I never got the chance to play it on a BBC Micro. I played on the Amiga right. um, in 84. So, um, Color. Mm. I kind of, it's, it's yeah. <laughs> that was, that was, um, entirely by luck because my school happened to get an Amiga yeah. and they had no clue what to do with it. And I'm like, I may be a kid, but I know exactly what to do with this <laughs> video games. Um, so yeah, it's, it's interesting looking, uh, cause you can find sites online where they compare all of the like old versions of elite to each other on the different systems. So you have like yeah. ZX spectrum and BBC micro and 
um, Amiga, you know, later on Commodore and all that. And it's neat seeing the like small and slight changes between each version. I did Um, even, um, I can't even remember what the differences were, but I did get fancy and had a thing called a, you could get a 6502 second processor. Right. So you, you then literally had two CPUs in your BBC. I mean, how ridiculous you can. Wow. Yeah. Two cores, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> this is going entirely over my That's head. I love amazing. it. <laughs> yeah. It's all of it and I can't remember what it, it basically gave you color or it gave you a higher res. I can't remember. <laughs> it, it made some tiny enhancement to Elite. Wow. Yeah. It's, it looks like it was like it made it 50% faster. And yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh, that's so cool! Oh, I'm kind of nerding out over the old computer stuff. Um, so, th- th- thinking about the first time that you logged into Elite Dangerous, and this is always I lo- love hearing these stories, especially from people who played the original Elite, because when I think about original Elite, what I remember it and what it actually was are two very different things. <laughs> like as far yeah. as I was concerned in 1984, I was in an actual spaceship, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was so yeah. mind blowing. Yeah. Um, so what was it like the first time you logged into elite dangerous and saw the galaxy that frontier created? It's, it's funny because once I heard about it, I had, there was about a month before I bought it. <laughs> so this mate of mine that told me about it said, let's just wait for release and then i, right. I signed up to that so we were going to wait and then he came into work one day and said i cracked and i bought it and it was like <laughs> <laughs> we were going to wait so in that, in that month when we were supposed to be waiting i'd been absorbing like youtube videos um I right think, i think people like eramis and um mm-hmm. were creating videos even back in the beta so i'd watched all of those i used to watch them when i was doing the ironing <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I so I kind of knew a lot about what it was going to look like, but when I first logged oh. in, I, I distinctly remember just sitting on the pad for half an hour, <laughs> just watching ships coming and going. I think somebody else said that as well. Yeah, yeah. Because it's a it, it, it that seems to be like a common a common thread that a lot of us had is like you log in and it's just like oh my gosh I'm actually yeah, here. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to sit there and kind of absorb it for, for a few the, minutes before, before you can the fly. game even came out. Um, the, the, I think the, the first truly mind blowing thing was when you, you know, oldly, you never went inside the station. Yeah. You you hit the square slot, and then the, the game would do some strange animation, and and then you yeah. get a menu screen. I had no idea that you'd be able to fly inside and then see inside a space station. And I remember seeing that oh, in the wow. video and thinking, "Oh my god." Oh my god! You can see inside the station, and there's all these pads, and they're they're above you and below you and to the sides. That was <laughs> so, so. The first time I got the game, I just absorbed that. You know, I just sat on the pad. And went, yeah. Oh my god! You're actually inside the station. Um, yeah, it's a whole whole new layer of of the game. And that, then uh, yeah, then what did I do? I I guess I fumbled around on the pad like everyone else. I started on mouse and keyboard. <laughs> I don't remember. It's weird. I don't remember having massive problems. I do remember it being difficult, but I don't remember. Right. But but the first thing I did for days probably was just going places, like taking off, plotting a course somewhere, going there, landing. Maybe I probably wasn't even trading. I just loved going places. I just loved the. I just loved the basic mechanics of taking off, flying through the slots bringing up the map, jumping somewhere, 
flying to the station, you know, requesting landing permission. Yeah. The stuff I that mean, we take for granted now. Yeah. I mean, thank right. God I love right. it. It's probably why I still play because we mm. still do an awful lot of that. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, just that. And then I, I think I'd spent, um, I think I spent quite a lot of time after that getting into the rare trade runs because it's basically doing that, right. but just going yeah. a bit yeah. further afield. Um, yeah, it's getting paid to do that instead of just doing it for yeah. do you know, the I, enjoyment I factor. Know <laughs> talks about the steep learning curve. I loved it. I loved it when I, yeah. I remember when I started opening all the side panels, you know, and there's a panel on the mm-hmm. left and it's got 15 tabs there and there's a panel on the right and you can, oh my God. Yeah. I just <laughs> loved that because I, I saw that as an opportunity. It was like, oh my God, this game is going to take me months and months and months to, to learn. Right. And, and, and that excited me, you know, it didn't put yeah. me up. I just thought that was great. I thought, ah, oh, there's so much to learn. Yeah. I'll, tell you another thing can... I did. I'll tell you another mm-hmm. thing I did, which I don't think anyone's mentioned. I read the manual. People do know there's a manual, right? Wait, what? There's a manual. <laughs> <laughs> and I read that. I read that cover to cover. Now, my manual was a Kremen, to be completely fair. <laughs> I don't know my, what I'm doing my manual here. Was, my manual was uh, Pumpkinberry, I think. <laughs> Just watching her streams and being like, oh, okay, this is how you do it. Oh, I love manuals. I like manuals. <laughs> so you so you start off with keyboard and mouse yeah. i'm assuming in your in the way that you dismissed it ever so slightly that you don't use keyboard and mouse anymore what's your preferred um control scheme so what did i do i went from i can't remember how long i'd stuck with keyboard and mouse quite a long time uh and man i had a crummy pc i mean i was typically running the game at about 20 frames a second or something um, and you can imagine with keyboard and mouse, it's all very laggy. and Yeah. But, but I just, you know, it was just so overawing. I didn't really mind any of that. But, yeah, I got a HOTAS. Um, gosh, it might have been a year because I think I got that as a Christmas present. Hmm, interesting. I only just realized that. <laughs> <laughs> Bought it one Christmas and got the HOTAS. Yeah, it might have been a year. Wow. Um, so I got the cheap Thrustmaster T-Flight that everyone gets. Yeah. Right. Um, and they were only 29 quid back then. So um, I'm actually still using that. I'm on my fifth, I think, but they, they were so cheap, I'd just break one and buy another one. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I, I like that. It's a slight regret because I kind of thought, like, I'd never, I hadn't sort of ever owned anything like a hotel for flight sims or anything. And that seemed like this is just a computer game, buying some big, massive chunk of hardware. <laughs> to play a computer game it was so alien to me that right. you know my thinking was well I'll try I'll try this one because it's cheap and see how I get on and yeah. then unfortunately anyone who's got a hotel will know that you it becomes muscle memory right and you rely right. on that and the thought of getting a different hotel where I'd have to relearn, relearn that <laughs> terrifies me so I've just stuck with that same yes. crummy hotel yeah. since you know no, that, that I can definitely appreciate I'm, yeah. I'm, yep. I'm what what are we talking now probably about five six months down the line of using um of using my X, x52 pro and mm. I bloody love it yeah it is it is great but I can still pick up my controller and play like I've always been playing with the yeah. controller because I just have that muscle uh, yeah. memory still. I've roughly spent four years thinking I should get an X50 Pro. Ah, oh, but I've got to relearn all the bindings. Nah, mm. maybe not. Yeah. Yep. 
and yep. I still get it bangings is, it is wrong a lot. as well. Yeah. I still, I still yeah. get, it, I get it wrong all of the time, and I press a button, and then suddenly, I, and I know I need to remap this, but um, I will press a button, and then suddenly I'm in silent running, and I did not intend yeah. to drop my shields <laughs> yeah. at this point. <laughs> I've done that more times than you could possibly imagine. I do need to remap that key. Thank you for reminding I yourself. Have, <laughs> I have something mapped to silent running on my my left stick, and I have no clue where it is, and I keep forgetting to go in and look, but I'll just randomly find myself in silent running and then be like, well, how do I turn this off? (laughs) But it it is one of those things where um, it's really daunting to change control schemes, especially if you're so used to something. And and also, like, the the, the T-Flight doesn't have that many buttons. Mm. So in in order to get all the functions on the stick, and I do have everything on the stick, including the camera suite, um, oh wow! One thing you do is you you know you can use buttons in combination. Yeah, right. So I basically have four of the buttons are roughly shift buttons. So even just a simple hat stick, I've got twenty functions on a hat stick. You know, you've got nice. you've got four without any of the shift buttons pressed, and then another four with the top one pressed, and another four with the next one pressed. So, yeah, that's all deeply ingrained. Just... Absolutely. When you've gone that deep into it, there's um, in, there's, there's not much hope, Alec. I'm not going to lie. No, no I'm, I'm stuck with this solid joystick for life. Hope has been lost. <laughs> You're locked into that forever. I hate to give you that diagnosis, but it's all over, man. No, no I know. I, I realized this a long time ago. So, um, is, are there any you had talked before about uh, kind of putting together a list of resources for people who are, uh, you know, who are playing elite, like pointing them to, to different locations kind of in one consolidated list? What are the resources that you find yourself relying on the most as as far as like third party websites or uh, programs that you run in the background or, or things like that? Yeah, that's a really interesting question. I have um. I have a slightly odd and hard to explain relationship with third party websites because <laughs> I sort of don't like them. Really, I'd like to just be able to find everything in game. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and I, I, I don't, I, I think maybe I'm a little bit of an immersion nut. I didn't think I was, but then when I think about it, you know, there's things like I hate alt tabbing out of the game. I hate it. Right. You know, if, right. I'm, if I'm on a long, long journey, even if I'm going to Hutton. I'm not watching Netflix. I'm I'm watching the screen. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right, I, so right. I, I hate switching out of it. But there are some things that are just so useful. You know, there's no denying Coriolis to do ship builds. Right. Um, so I dip into Coriolis a little bit, not much, but a little bit. Um, EDDB, just because just I really want the in-game trade stuff to work. Yep. But but even after right. they even after they completely redid it and added a load more stuff, it still just doesn't can't quite be E D D B just to say, yeah. I'm here, I want yeah. this, where do I need to go? And it just tells you. Yeah. Um Yeah, so, it would be nice to see that in game a little bit more robust. And you'd think in thirty three oh six we'd be able to do something like that, but no. Yep. 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 Yeah. I don't yeah. use ED engineer. Let's get out that out of the way now. It's all right. It's all right. I might, I might <laughs> yeah. with a lot of people. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna come down hard. It's fine. Why? <laughs> it's another thing about the way I play the game. But I don't really tend to do goal focused stuff like like goal focused engineering. So I yeah. tend. I do tend to accumulate engineering maps organically, and then occasionally I will think, hmm, maybe I do a bit of engineering. What have I got? 
and I'll have almost oh, everything and think, oh, I just need three other things. I'll go and get those. And I'll turn, you know, even getting those, I'll turn that into an opportunity for gameplay. I sort yeah. of, I have a bit of an issue with this whole breaking things down into, I need 10 of these, 15 of these, and five of these, because then it's all just like a means to an end. And I don't think the game is intended to be like that. It's an interesting perspective. I like that. I, I totally get what you mean. I, I play. I play entirely differently to to that, and that I have. I I work very much towards a goal being building a ship for a specific yeah. purpose. So that's why the, mm. the like that third party stuff. Like I make the ship in Coriolis. I export it to ED Engineer. I then go. Okay. Yes, I do need ten of this, this, and that. Granted. I am not going to sit down and grind getting all of those engineering materials because I'm not an idiot. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't grind, and it, it, yeah, I just, I just never have. I, I don't know if you guys are familiar with this, Anona. I mentioned him before. Mm-hmm. He's a video maker, but, but I found I've always found him really inspirational. Yeah, I'm saying him. I'm assuming it's him. I don't know. Um, right, but. Early on, it's probably not true anymore, but early on, you know, he was like, he was the best. He was like the greatest fighters pilot people had seen, you know, right in the beta, he jumped straight into it. He made these great videos. And he would, he'd have the crummiest ship, you know, he'd have like an E-rated Cobra. He, he clearly didn't care that much about getting better stuff. And if he did, that was part of the role play. He'd go right. out there in a crummy ship and then lose his shields. Go, oh, I think I maybe need to go and, and he'd make the whole thing of going to get shields part of his story. Um, oh, you know, interesting. He was never. He he would. I, I don't know if he's. Did he get into engineering? I think in his last couple of videos he dabbled with engineering. But he, you know, it's that thing of not, of not min maxing. I suppose I'm not yeah. part of that. Right. Min-max. I do use tools. What I was going to do is, is literally look at my desktop here and tell you what I do use. I use Dr. Kai's brilliant ED profiler for changing right. the graphic settings because I do swap in and out of VR and just never switch between different graphic settings. It's great. Um, I, I have a head tracker, so I use Track IR's software to do okay. curves on that. And I also have some curves on the joystick to kind of make it a little bit smoother in the middle. I use voice attack, but not in the way most people use it. So I play very early in the morning when the rest of my family is asleep. <laughs> so I can't really use voice attack. Plus, it always makes me cringe just talking to myself and saying things like "deploy landing gear," you know. Right. <laughs> so, but but I do use it for some kind of fancy key bindings, just a couple. Because the other bit of software right. I use, which nobody's ever mentioned, it's it's ancient and a bit weird, is a thing called ED Toolbox which came out years ago, and it does a couple of neat things. It maintains a database of where I've been. So when you land somewhere, it goes, this is your fifth time landing at this station, or you know, you've never been wow. to this system before. Um, it, before we had audio galnet, it did audio galnet. So I, I could hit one key, uh-huh. and it would say there's three new galnet stories, and I could hit another key, and it would read the first one out to me. So I still use it for that. And and it also does stuff just as you jump into a system, you can hit a key and it will tell you where the nearest station is. And and it's really funny. I don't know who coded it. I think the guy is gone now. But he it has this strong federation bias. No, I'm not. No, anti. Sorry, imperial bias, empire bias. 
Um, I, I'm not aligned particularly, but it's just so funny because every time I jump to a federation system, it'll go on about, oh, we've come here to dump our garbage. And, and, <laughs> <laughs> and I, 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 some of the things it says, I can't read out on this podcast because it's really foul mouth, <laughs> but it's just hilarious. I'm going to have to install that just to hear it. I'm yeah. definitely going to have to check that out. ED Toolbox. ED Toolbox. I don't know if you can still find it. It's, it, it is funny. And I use one other thing, which is a thing called Folder Spy, which isn't particularly Elite related. But it, you can set it up to make a camera click noise every time a new file appears in your screenshots folder. And I oh, nice. missed so many screenshots where I thought I'd hit F10 and I'd hit F11 or something. And, right. then, and then I'd go afterwards and go, damn, that was the best screenshot. And it's just not there. So now I have this. So if, you know, if I hear the camera click noise, I know I've got a screenshot. That's a really clever. Nice. That like yeah. For how simple that is, that's a really really clever implementation. Especially if you're, mm-hmm. if you really enjoy taking yeah I taking do. screenshots and, I think, and stuff. I think if you, if you've lost a few, if you thought you'd taken a screenshot and you haven't, you, you do that a few times and you just think, oh, I need a solution. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Nice. What's um. Would, what would you say is uh, your forte in Elite? What's the, what are you best at? <laughs> what have I written down on my crib sheet? I've written not letting the forum annoy me. <laughs> that's, not, that's not really my answer. I'm not bad at racing, although I'm probably better at organising. I've, I've, I've won a few, but, but I think my real forte is probably driving the SRV. I have to say. I've um, nice. I checked and I've currently got you know you can get your total distance travelled. So I currently have 0.21 light seconds. So I've driven the SRV 63,000 kilometres. Wow, that's amazing. I think I've driven mine a couple of hundred feet. <laughs> um, yeah, I did. I did. I think. I think the furthest I've gone in the SRV was the. Um, uh, Perico Ridge Run. Oh yeah, yeah. I think. Pomesh. Pomesh. Which one is the that? Pomesh. Pomesh. Have you done the Pomesh Ridge? Mm-hmm. He, he has. He's not done the Black Run. Yep. Right. No. Not done the Black no. One. Didn't okay. do the Black Run. Nice. Um, I'm going to puff. I'm going to peacock on this just for shame. He's not done the Black Run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that little thing. It's I, so um, good. I tell you what. I, I I don't know why it is. I think so. I um. I'm a skier. I haven't been for a few years, but I used to ski a lot. I just I okay. love skiing. So, you know, you've got, I don't know if either of you have skied or anything like that, but you've got like the, the whole mountain in front of you and you just pick your route and go down it. And it's it's such a tactile thing. And just being able to, when you get good enough, you can just go where you want. You know, you can, right. do, it, you can do it all day. And that's, the, the SRV feels like that. It's got, it's got just such a nice weight and a movement. And when you can go bounding over hills... And you literally don't know what's going to be over the horizon. And it might be a flat plain or it might be a mountain and you might stop and climb the mountain or it might be a ravine and you think, I'll just see where this ravine goes. Great. Love it. I'm terrible. I love the SRV. Mm. I am terrible at it. <laughs> yes. We can we can quite happily insert a woman driver's joke in there no, if you absolutely not. have to. But <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's tempting, but it's really not. Everyone hates the SRV. It's a skittish little thing. I love, I love driving around on a planet. It's great. Yeah. The SRV doesn't like being on the ground. I mean, it's mm. fine if it's slow. If you're just crawling after materials, it's fine. But if you're trying to go fast, you know, it's low G. They're icy surfaces. 
it's yeah, it's skittish at the best of times. There's rocks everywhere, and you have to just get above that and get off the ground and start bouncing, and and then it really yeah. comes into that's the bit I need the practice on is yeah, the bouncing tricky. and stuff. It's tricky. It is a real skill-based activity. There's, mm. there's there's a few of those in this game. You know, PvP. When I watch people yeah. do yeah. PvP or even Thargoid combat, you can see there's real real skill that's taken thousands of hours to learn and perfect yeah yeah SRV is one of those things there's there's i'm not bragging it's just it's one of those things it takes something it takes a lot of practice definitely concentrated effort i've seen some videos of of people um doing like slv runs and uh, especially doing like um the some of the speed runs that we have with the um in game some of those and seeing like the them race do at the moment the elite races and eight yeah. wheel drive thing mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's great yeah it's, all it's of those races and watching them do that yeah, yeah. It, you know uh, who's really good at who the first person i saw doing srv stuff is uh that i was i was kind of mesmerized by it was uh captain md13 oh yeah I who know. has an insane ability to make an srv go places it shouldn't interesting like vertical wall climbing yep and uh we'll have to reach out to jumping peak to peak and stuff yeah yes. it's like i'm like i have trouble getting back to my ship and docking <laughs> and he's like i'm gonna hit that place that's two kilometers away and it's a sharp drop and i'm like oh my gosh yeah uh, yeah yeah it's it's an amazing uh it's amazing how different to me that is than flying an actual ship you know, and how much fun it is to do that. The funny thing is when you do when you do long periods of it, so, you know, I've done a bunch of planetary circumnavigations that have taken a month mm-hmm. or two. So I've spent, you know, entire months doing nothing but SRV driving. And um, when, you, when you get back in the ship, it takes ages to stop flying the ship like you're driving an <laughs> SRV. There's no yaw. You know, there's no yaw in the SRV. Right. So, so you have to do this weird sort of rolling motion to point yourself in a different direction. And then you end yep. up flying a ship like that, and I'm doing this weird rolling thing to to yaw my ship, and then it's like, oh, hang on, I don't need to do that. Wait a second, yep. I've got your Wait a moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. Like having a whole new control you you just forgotten about. Yeah. It's funny. Um. So, uh, if uh, if SRV driving is what you are, are best at, what do you enjoy doing most? Is it also SRV, or is there something else that like maybe you're not as good at but you get more pleasure out of it. I don't want to give the same answer I do enjoy driving SLV a lot but I don't want to give the same answer so um, I I think for this what I really love and it doesn't happen all that often is like like random emergent event adventure that's my little note to myself what I mean by that is um, let me think of a good example so I can't remember how this started, but I was at the Thargoid base. And, you know, you used to, apparently you don't, you don't always need to do this these days, but you know you need to have the Thargoid probe in the SRV to get the door open. Yeah. Right. You right. used to, I don't think you have to do I that I can't anymore. remember what happened, but I, I, I dropped it or something, and I noticed that, huh, the door stays open even if it's not inside your SRV. So then I sort of dabbled with... Basically, you can prop the door open, effectively. If you drop a probe just next to the door, the door spirals open, and you can come and go, and the door stays open. And then that led me on to, like, huh, 
now I've got the door open. I wonder if I can get a ship in there. <laughs> right? And this sort of, these sort of ideas that pop into my head, like this, this advent, adventure took me about a week of trying various things. I hadn't got the, car, the, um, the corrosion-resistant cargo stuff, so there was a lot of racing against time while my, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> while my cargo hatch is disintegrating. And for some reason, I thought I'd be able to get a, I can't know what it was, an eagle in there, and it wouldn't fit, and then I tried different ships. And, <laughs> and then eventually I went back with a ship-launch fighter and did get a ship-launch fighter in there. Oh, wow. And then, oh, the best thing. The, the best thing for that was I, I finally got the ship launch fighter inside, flew around inside, got some awesome screenshots. And then I, come, I was messing around <laughs> on the way out, and I accidentally knocked my Thargoid probe away from the door, and the door slammed in my face. <laughs> right? So now I'm inside the Thargoid base in a ship launch fighter. And then you very quickly realize... I can't get out of here. There's no way yeah. I can get the door open again. <laughs> so then what I did is I called the fuel rats and said, I have an unusual problem for you. <laughs> That's an understatement. <laughs> yeah, right. And then so this guy comes along in his SLV and opens the door. And I hadn't told him I was in a ship launch fighter. I just told him I needed the door opening. <laughs> right. So of course, I'd love to have seen it from his perspective because he opens the door and there's this massive ship launch fighter hovering the other side of the door. Going, cheers, love. Thanks very much for the assistance you've liked. But that's what I love. I love just that when, when when something slightly random takes you yeah. on a whole adventure. That's um, awesome. I found a little ravine on a planet once, and it was so cute. I just followed it. And then I, I started a forum thread saying, oh, I wonder where this ravine's going to take me. And it was nice. And at the end of it, I could see a mountain on the horizon. It was like, well, tomorrow I'll go and climb the mountain. And the story spun out and I did an entire circumnavigation of the planet. You know, just one little thing on the horizon leading me onwards. And love that. That's love awesome. That. Oh, that's so cool. The unscripted stuff. The kind yeah. Of... Yeah. <laughs> Is there any... Um any sort of area um, in Elite that you've looked at and gone, oh, I'd really like to take part in that, but you haven't done it already? Mm, I suppose I do like to think I've experienced a little bit of everything that Frontier's put in the game. Okay. Even if, it, even if it's not for me, you know, if I hear of something new, it goes on the to-do list. Mm -hmm. I want to, you know, I've seen all the Inra bases and I've done the Guardian stuff. And so, so Thargoid Combat, I think I've done a tiny bit. I've done scout combat, but the kind of, you know, the boss fight stuff, I don't know. I just jumped in in a completely inappropriate ship and got my ass handed to me and thought that that's no fun. But I would like to go back and do that properly. Particularly, I don't know if you guys remember the, it was one of the Frontier Discovery Scanner things where they talked in depth about the movement of the Thargon Swarm. And Do you remember that? how it moves, like the ballet of all the little Thargoids. Vaguely. Yeah. Vaguely, yeah. I have a vague yeah. memory of that. And I sort of hate that Frontier have put all that effort and I haven't really enjoyed it or, you know, seen it properly. So, yeah, Thargoid combat, I suppose, I'd like to do at some point. Fair enough. Fair enough. Nice. It, it, yeah. it is one of those things, um, especially like Interceptor, Interceptor combat as opposed to Scouts. Oh, my gosh. It is, it is one of those things that um, is wonderful but it is one of those things where you do need to be prepped for it and have like the correct yeah. ship. 
Yeah, I think it's easier than yeah. it used to be, isn't it? I mean, it used to be, you know, people used yeah. to post um, videos on Twitter or wherever of, of solo Thargoid kill, and it was a massive deal. Of that, you know, I solo think kill. it's... Yeah. I and, think it's now, more the case that we know a little bit more now when we have the Guardian technology yeah, and yeah, and yeah. all of that kind of thing and we, we know um we have the best practices in in how to do it. So yeah. as much as I uh, as much as I hate um saying really follow the meta with with all of that stuff, with um with Thargoids and the interceptor combat, it's probably advise me to speak yeah, to the expert. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's interesting you say that. Maybe that's one of the reasons I haven't done it because I, I can't just casually roll up and, and yeah. do it. Do you know what I mean? I do have to prepare and I do have to put some thought into yeah. it and get the right stuff. I can't just rock up in a, in a my Cobra and a couple of <laughs> black yeah, hammers. Definitely. Or yeah, definitely. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah it's, it is. The, the mechanics of those fights, the way those fights unfold are so much fun. And each yeah. one does feel unique. It feels like the individual, even if if you drop into a threat five and, and meet a Cyclops and then you go to another threat five and meet another Cyclops, it does feel like they act consistently, yeah. but they have personality. Nice. Like one nice. will target... If we've been in a psychic and I have been in wings before where we've gone in and done it. And it seems like you'll drop into one and all they do is chase psychic around. They chase her around the entire time. Then we'll drop in another one. And it seems to be base its attack on who has the highest threat, who's yeah. doing the most damage to it. Um, so each encounter, even though the mechanics are the same, the feeling of the encounter is different. Um, and, yeah. and so it really is fun, but you're right. You have to prepare for it. You have to build the ship for it. Yeah. You have to know the mechanics a little bit. Uh, you have to be familiar with your wingmates and how they fly so that, you know, if they get in your line of fire, you don't end up accidentally roasting them. So it, it, it is one of those that you do have to prepare for, which I think is why probably a lot of people who don't like, you know, who are more interested in non-scripted and emergent gameplay, it's probably not as big a draw for them as it would be if it was something you could just kind of drop into. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I do love the Thargoids. I mean, I've, I've sort of played around with them, and um, particularly when you see Thargoids down at uh, kind of surface level, uh, you know, if right. you're lucky enough that one drops in at a barnacle site or something, that's just stunning to see that. Definitely. I need to, one day I need to go to a barnacle site. <laughs> I still haven't done that. <laughs> you know, they're great. <laughs> and the, the also the thing that is also great about um interceptors is um the mechanic that they unless you spend too much time too close to them or you're um you shoot first for I think there's a potentially for me, I've experienced maybe one exception, but I might have been a little bit too close. But you have the opportunity to take as many screenshots as you want. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In those yeah. sort of early hyperdictions and things, you know, when people sort of eventually worked out this, you know, this isn't um, dangerous, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Yeah, there have been high predictions where people, I love watching the videos on YouTube where somebody will get hyperdicted and there's like, a hydra, two medusas, a basilisk, <laughs> and four cyclops, oh, yeah. and they're and nobody attacks. Like if they sit, they'll just come and smell you and do their little scans, and then kind of float around for a little bit, and you can take some pictures with them, and they leave. Like it's really interesting. Like that would that you would think if from a story narrative standpoint they were hostile, 
they would just trounce you when that happened. Yeah, but uh, they they don't. They just kind of like poke you a little bit. I like to do that. Yeah, I had yeah. another of my random emergent adventures there. So when um, hyperdiction first happened, that was kind of at the peak of my <laughs> fuel racking years, if you like. So almost immediately, I was like, I'm going to give these guys fuel. Um, so <laughs> you know, I spent maybe three or four days. <laughs> I spent three or four days getting faster and faster ships trying to chase them and give them fuel. (laughs) (laughs) Such a great idea. Wait, wait, wait. Let me repair your hole. Hold on a second. I get to to see you some food. Hold on. (laughs) Oh, that is great. Um, So with all the different, uh, different aspects of the game, that you've kind of touched on, is there any particular squadron or minor faction that you kind of align yourself with or you're a part of? Or Yeah, so there is, um, there's a Buckyball Racing Club squadron. We don't, <gasps> yeah. We, what? Yeah. How did I not know this? Oh, yeah. We've got about 35 <laughs> members. We don't use it very much. Um, we use it to share bookmarks when we remember. So if there's a new race on, uh, and if it's gotcha. not too much of a giveaway, because some races, finding your route is part of a challenge. But, right. but if it's a prescribed course, then we'll often use <laughs> bookmarks, a bit of my bugbear. They just need to be better. So, so mm-hmm. we do use yeah. them. The, the problem with squadron bookmarks for racing is that they appear right down the bottom of the list, and you actually want them right yeah. at the top of the list because you need to select yeah. them quickly. Um, but it, it's still convenient. You can share the bookmarks, and people can copy them, sort of make their own local copies of the bookmarks, and then they can sticking at the top and if i can remember and it's not very often unfortunately if i remember i'll do announcements in the squadron chat so i'll i'll announce when the next race is and i'll announce who the winners were the last one i often don't remember so we don't use it very much i I guess mostly it's just a it's just a cool tag on the end of your you know the bbrc so that's a minor faction there is a minor faction um in the home system of the Buckyball Racing Club, but I only really recently got into BGS, so I've never really bothered with it, and the squadron isn't really associated with it. Um, mm. But, um, you know, Kaizen's turning the wheel stuff, I think it's the first time I've really paid attention to the BGS. Right. Right. So where where is your squadron based? Where's so Buc- they are in, um, there's a system called Fullerene C60, if you Google that, uh, it, it's it's quite a cool name because so a buckyball is like a a, a, a molecule. It's mm-hmm. a kind of shape of, of a molecular construct, um, and the fullerene C60 is a particular buckyball molecule. Yeah. So hence the system name, and then there's a station in there called Rebuy Prospect. which is our home station and if you go to rebuy prospect uh, we have a rare good which is the buckyball racing club beer map oh nice yeah cool that's awesome i love that i love that there's so much stuff in game like that that is a nod to the people who play yeah Yeah. you know into the communities that have formed outside of influence from the game developer themselves well the, you know? the beer mat's a really nice thing because i the first LaveCon that i went to um i had <laughs> i had 500 cardboard beer mats made 
with the, <laughs> the Buckyball Racing Club logo on one side and the Fuel Rats logo on the other side. And the Fuel Rats had just completed 10,000 rescues at the time. So it was like an anniversary 10,000 rescues kind of thing. Um, right. And then, yeah. And then before I knew it, like about two months after that LaveCon, they, somebody said, you've got to go to Rebuy Prospect and check the rare good. And there it was. The Bucky <laughs> That's Ball so cool. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so cool. I want one. I've got a hut of nug. I want a Bucky Ball Racing <laughs> I still don't. I don't. I, I'm never going to be able to get a hut and mug. Yeah, you were. We'll I was out. too late to the game for it. <laughs> oh, you can always get a hut and mug. You have to do something cool for them, right? But there's yeah. always a chance to do that. Ah, uh, I gotcha. So speaking of um, hut and orbital truckers and fuel rats and all those folks, yeah. if you run into trouble in game, how do you get out of it? Is there somebody you turn to, like a particular particular group or anything, or like for info, for advice, you mean, or help mm. on how to? Yeah, for advice or for help or anything like that. Yeah, I guess. I guess the forum. It, it's interesting. Okay. I, I get that most. There seems to be genuinely a bit of a dislike of the forum. Um, I, I think it has a bad rep. I like the forum. I mean, the internet's a hive of villain scum, scum, <laughs> scum and villainy, right? <laughs> right. There's, there's bad people everywhere. I, I don't. I don't. The, the, the sort of the whinges and and the, the the people that are just plain nasty. I don't mind it. That's just that's just kind of life. But there's there's some great reference information on the forum. It gets a bit out of date. Right. Um, people don't always keep it up to date. But if you want to read a list of something or um, yeah, I don't know. If you just want to see a list of great places to do something or a, a guide on how to do something, I like the written word, so I like the forum for that. Um, I, I suppose for reference lists and things. Um, and Discord servers. I'm in, I'm in way too many Discord servers. Yep. Um, <laughs> That's a mood. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Just, just friendly people. So, so the yep. bird pit, I often turn to the bird pit because such a lovely bunch of people in there. You can always ask anything. And it's Absolutely, big, yeah. There's, there's somebody yeah, that will know. And the Buckyball, actually, we, you know, the Buckyball Discord is, again, a great bunch of people that I know and are friendly and, and very knowledgeable about many aspects of the game. So between sort of working it out myself, yeah, the, yeah. the forum and the and Discord, I suppose. You've given us lots and lots of excellent, like individual experiences that have happened to you while you've been playing. Um, yeah. While you've been playing Elite, is this something that stands out as your your fondest memory or it's the most so amazing difficult. thing that's happened to you? I know. It's so difficult, isn't it? There really are so many. Um, I'm going to sneak in two little ones and then that's two fine. proper ones. So. I've done a lot of fuel rat things. I didn't realise I was going to talk about the fuel rats. And um, early on in the fuel rats, when it, things were a little bit more casual and there were less rats, and so it, you know there, there wasn't always somebody um, around to jump in and do a rescue. I remember once I work in um, London, and I was having a coffee at a cafe Nero, so I was sat outside a cafe Nero with my iPad, and a rescue call came in. And it was literally like, yeah, if I run, I can get up, get to my desk and do this rescue. <laughs> and so I was literally running across the Strand in London, dodging buses to do a fuel rescue. And that was like, <laughs> I had a moment where I thought, this, this is insane. This I was like, really yeah, <laughs> that's 
awesome, though. Yeah, I love ge- it. Like, like genuinely real life running to the fire engine kind of rescue scenario. So that's funny. Um, uh, Frontier inviting me to Frontier Towers to be part of the Beyond preview group was stunning. Yeah. I was, just, I was just some dude on the forum, you know. Yeah. And then I think it was Ed Lewis sort of contacted me. I thought it was a, I thought it was a hoax. I was like, yeah, very funny. <laughs> so, so that was kind of mind-blowing but okay so my two proper ones my first one is um going to Sagittarius A so I did that as a buckyball run um back when back when it was a, a big deal pre-engineering I think you could only root plot what was it it was pathetic could you root plot a thousand light years even I want to say a thousand yeah yeah yeah. It was so, so you know, you had to do lots of root plotting. There was bugs in the root plotters, so you had to do maths to get to Sagittarius I, otherwise the root plot would just hang. So you had to do this mm-hmm. weird thing of rounding up to the nearest prime number or something to I can't remember. Um so it took me fifteen hours and I did it in a single sitting. Um my wife was away. It was actually my wedding anniversary, but my wife was away. So I was sat here at the computer. <laughs> she sent me a hamper. So I was surrounded by wine and cheese and all this stuff from this hamper. And I had a radio, <laughs> and so I made this whole day of it. Um, but the reason it was such a fond memory is I, I love the one-to-one scale of this game. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's an, not just the one-to-one scale, but the, the reality of it. So early on, you know you can get those augmented apps for iPads and iPhones where you point them at the sky and it tells you what the stars are. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? So you can do that with a leak. If you're if you're landed at a planet or if you're landed if you've just landed your ship somewhere, HIP one two three four five. Right. Go in the garden that night and find HIP one two three four five and point and then you can yeah. you can see it and go, that's where I'm docked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There's something about that that really Oh, struck me. I, I totally understand. Yeah, I think yeah. you've mentioned that before, Mal, haven't you? That you you yeah. went out there and managed to find uh, your your faction, the Dogs of Law. You managed to find the star where, yeah. that you think might be Pathamon and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I was able to find two nearby stars that are actually catalog stars. So HIP seven two seven seven and HIP six four four two, which are part of the HIP catalog, which is a real star catalog, yeah. Yeah. right? And then in between them, there is a like obscure non-catalog star that's just got some long string of numbers as its designation but the star type in the distance makes me think that's what in game is called pathamon so that's i like went outside and i like got teary i was like that's our that's our home system like yeah it's it's a place well (laughs) yeah so so i'm getting to tears here so so when when i got sagittarius a it was it was it been a long day i've been awake for a long time Right. I drunk quite a lot of wine <laughs> from the hamper. Always helpful. And um, I can't see. I, you know, I wept at Sagittarius yeah. A. And, yeah. and I'll tell you what it was. Yeah. It, it wasn't. It was the fact that, I, you know, um, sometimes people will try and give you a sense of the scale of the, the galaxy by they'll stand in the middle of a car park and hold an orange and go, imagine this is the sun. And then they'll have somebody at the edge of the car park with a peanut going, this is <laughs> Mercury and you know the right. sort of thing mm-hmm. I mean where somebody will try and convey the sense of scale and I right. had a profound truly profound realisation of the sense of the scale of our galaxy yeah. the fact that it took me 15 hours and I understood that a light, you know, that we were going at 
non-real speeds and i just suddenly thought holy shit this galaxy is right you know so that was really powerful um in terms of like physics and then the other memory i've gone on too long but the other memory was was the first great planetary expedition which was so beautiful from the community point of view where we we did a an srv expedition in, in, in the sort of vein of the proper big organized space expeditions where we had about two dozen, I think in the end, I think about 50 odd signed up, but in the end we had at least two dozen people did a circumnavigation of Kume and T. Hercules. And that was so beautiful. You know, there was a lot of people that didn't know each other. There was a lot of people that were real novices in the SRV. There was people like me that were, you know, pretty damn good in the SRV. And um, and people formed up into little groups. And each day on the Discord, mm. you'd see like there were these two guys that did the whole thing together. There were another three people that kept meeting up. It was lovely. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I want That's to do really that again. Cool. That was that was yeah. It was some. Um, I mean, the community- I'd, I'd like to get in on one of those. That would be fun to do. To do, it would be a good uh, departure from the typical in a spaceship doing an expedition kind of. Uh, it's, it was nice because it was a big kind of commitment, journey. you know, like the big expeditions, it's a big commitment. It was a good month yeah. or two for many people. And, um, yeah. you know, and you're just on this planet in the SRV with, yeah. with nothing for yeah. company, but the, you know, the other people that are down there with you. So it's, without, yeah, we want without, to do it again. I want to do it again. I think, I think the obvious time now is when Beyond comes out. Yeah. I was going to say, right. um, when, when we get, um, when we get Odyssey, we need Space to, legs. we need to organize something on one of these beautiful ice planets or something yeah. like yeah, that. We'll do it. We'll definitely do it now. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> oh yeah. That's a great idea. You know, if you're going to spend, I wonder if you're going to spend two months on the planet, you need to scout it. Well, we scouted the first one very yeah. carefully. It needs to, you know, um, have nice terrain and varied terrain and you don't want to spend two months in the dark. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> There's no point right. doing that. Yeah, if you're if you're on something that's like tidally locked and one side is always in the dark, it's not gonna be nearly as much fun as if you had something with a good yeah. rotational period where you're gonna get all the changes in shadow and color and depth and things like that. Yeah, so. yeah it's gonna be so good. Speak speaking of ice planets, it just suddenly occurred to me to wonder are SRVs going to have going to be affected by icy terrain? Like, are they going to slide if the terrain is icy? They slide anyway. They're ridiculous. I I don't know. True. It's a good question. Just because we can now see the ice, I don't know if it'll behave any differently. Yeah. I can't, I mean, you know, I I did think when, when um, frontier a few years back previewed some of that sort of ice surface, tech they were working mm-hmm. on which was shiny mm-hmm. sheet ice i did almost immediately think of bambi skidding across it thinking oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, yep. will that be what it's like in an srv you'll just hit that and just go spinning yep <laughs> that's and, and if it is that's going to be another nod towards the srv really is not designed to have six wheels on the ground or whatever eight wheels or whatever it is on the ground it's designed to float yeah, well, slightly above the surface give us, and give us some outfitting and we can put spiked wheels on it Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be great. <laughs> oh, yeah. SRV outfitting would be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd like that. So what is it that keeps you coming back to Elite to log in and play? Is there any one thing that's a draw for you more than others? <laughs> you know, I think it's the the thing I described when I very first started playing. It's just the tactile pleasure of flying spaceships. Yeah. Or driving yeah. SRVs, yeah. you know. Um, yep. Yeah, I just... 
<laughs> it just works so nicely. The the, the flight model yeah. and and the gravity. It's got you know um, such a great feel to it. And it's that. And I suppose I do. I have a to do list. <laughs> So I'll hear about things on, you know, your podcast or somebody else's podcast or um, Exegius has just published a nice video with some great things to yeah. see. Yep. So I'll, I'll jot them down the to-do list. So it'll be that, you know, if I'm not currently engaged in something like a circumnavigation or a race, it'll be, right, what's on the to-do list? Let's go and do that. Or there's always a race calendar and like the, the current SRV race um, is occupying me pretty much full time because if I'm not racing, I'm practicing for the race and learning the terrain. And so th- yeah, yeah. there's always something. And oh, so, the very rare occasions where I've had a real slump and thought, oh, I'm bored of this game. I don't know what to do. I turn to, or I used to, I haven't done it for a while. I used to turn to it's an owner again and watch one of his videos right. and then suddenly be like, oh yeah, that's how you're supposed to play this game. And then I'd be back into it. Okay, I'm putting a second call out right now for us and owner. Um, yeah. we, we did it last episode. If you are listening, please reach out. I'm trying to find you as well. I'd love to Go get on, you. Yeah. Love Go to on. have a chat even, with you. Even if you're not playing Elite anymore. Yeah, we'd love to have a chat. For, we would love to have a chat, yeah. <laughs> so let's say you could go back in time mm-hmm. and you could give um you yourself one bit of advice as you first log into elite is there any advice that you would give yourself as a new commander <laughs> it's funny i would do you know what i would i wouldn't change a single damn thing really um, it's not that i haven't made mistakes i'm, I'm a bit of a believer in the old butterfly effect thing you know that if you if you meddle with one thing lots of other things might change so i really wouldn't change a thing so i was lucky i think or in that i didn't fall into the trap of trying to get to the end game too quickly which i think is a big mistake i didn't i never rushed for credits i worked my way up through the ships um i did make mistakes but i always learned from them and they always they can be opportunities for adventure, you know, or at the very least a, a good story or, or just a screenshot on a forum. You know, if you, if you get something wrong, just, just, you know, you, you can make, you can make a story out of it or a funny meme out of it or post a screenshot. Or, right. So right. in a way, I, I, I really struggle with this question because I've heard you ask it for other people. I, I honestly don't think I'd change a single thing. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I like that answer. That's the, it's making me reconsider my. Oh, I would go back and say no. Nope. <laughs> yeah, now I'm thinking like, yeah, it would not. My journey would not have been the same, and I'm yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm kind of happy with what I've gotten to see I and experience. Easily, I could easily say when you're um, refueling Ed Lewis on a live stream in front of thousands of players, don't give him all of your fuel and then have to call the fuel rats. <laughs> but, I but, mean, that's pretty specific. But, yeah. Isn't it a funnier story that I did do that? I wouldn't. Yeah. Yes. You know, I, yeah. I wouldn't want to change that. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Um. So, what is going forward in time instead of going back? What's one thing that you are hoping for, or that you want from Odyssey? that we don't know about or hasn't been announced or, or maybe we do, maybe there's something that's been announced that you're, you're excited about. What are you hoping yeah. for? Well, the big thing is we already got, which was blue skies. Cause yeah. I don't know that anybody, I didn't expect that. I really didn't expect that. I thought 
long before they announced what it was going to be, the speculation was always, will it be atmospheric landings or will it be elite feet? You know, which of those two will right. it be? And when they showed right. that first trailer and it was like a guy walking under a blue sky, I was like, oh, I didn't expect that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but, but there are little things, bookmarks. I'd really like bookmarks to be better. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, yes. I can get behind it's that. So, <laughs> it's so simple. It's so, you know, it's so simple. You just need folders and some colors and it just needs a little bit of work. And um, another one. This is a little bit critical in front of you. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just hope they don't break anything too much. I mean, yeah. Yeah. you know, software is hard, and I guess Beyond is going to be a big shake-up, and things will break, and they will fix them. But I just hope they don't. You know, if they fundamentally affected the the handling of the SRV, oh, that would break my heart. Right. <laughs> I guess right. I'd relearn it, but you know, I just I hope they don't dumb anything down or break yeah. anything. I'm sure they won't. I'm sure they won't. I am sure yeah. they won't. I was fully expecting you mm. to say that you would like to have um, different alternative like options and um, engineering and different things for SRVs. Oh, there's loads. I've got loads on my list. Yeah, that, I mean, that's, <laughs> that is true. I would like, I would like outfitting for SRVs. Yeah. I would, I, do you know, people talk, people constantly say, I wish there was more SRVs. I sort of right. do, except I struggle to think of many realistically. In the, the SRV we have is very, um, can do a lot. You know, it's very, what's the word when something can do a lot of different things? Versatile. Versatile. Yeah. There you go. That was yeah. it. it. We could have one that could carry more cargo, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like a, maybe a tracked vehicle or something. But, um, but yeah, engineering would be nice if the SRV behaved more like a ship. And it might. Now that right. we can leave our ships, you know, in the pre in the current version of the game, we are the ship. Yeah. Basically. Right, right. Um and if you think about it, so it's the ship that can go into outfitting, it's the ship that can have engineering applied yeah. to it. Maybe in um in the you know, in the next update where we're no longer the ship, we are ourselves. And we can put our ship into outfitting. Maybe we will be able to put our SRV into outfitting. Yeah, because nice, yeah. we've had we've had confirmation that we have lots of different suit iterations, and we can put yeah. different modifications onto our suits. So if we can do it to the suits and to the ship, surely it starts to it seem makes weird sense. that you can't. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can change your helmet. Why the hell can't you change your SRV a little bit? That's crazy. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, even if visually the the SRV stays the same, but they add like spots for like four internal modules or something like that yeah. that you can swap out and say, okay, if I'm going to a high G world, I want to put weights in there, mm. or a uh, yeah, low G yeah, world, yeah. I want to put weights in there to hold me down. But go to a high G world, I want to make sure I leave them empty so that I weigh a little bit less. Or to your point, I want to put cargo racks in there because I'm going to be picking up a lot of. Uh, a lot of stuff from the from the surface just that little bit of flexibility uh in the current srv would be so so great such a great little yeah wouldn't it um, wouldn't it they've been very quiet on the srv so i'm not i don't have my hopes too high but yeah i know it's it is interesting though they've been quiet about it and other almost every other aspect they've either said yes or no yeah and the srv they're quiet so my hope is my hope is we're going to get some some. They're they're being quiet because they they're holding back. Maybe at the I've very least, we'll get that's one my hope. New SRV. 
I've been surprised yeah. so many times so far with the stuff that mm-hmm. they've they've come out with. Yeah, that's so, true. Well, I mean, that's true. Here's the thing, and, and this really intrigues me. You know, the stuff with um, Apex Travel, and you can you can go, yeah. go that you don't need a ship. So you go, so you get a mission, you get your Apex Travel, you travel to where the mission is. If the mission involves heading out to say a crashed anaconda to salvage it. Yeah, right. I'm intrigued to find out if we can hire an SRV. I mean, that would be cool. Is the Apex Travel oh. literally going to land us next to the, the 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 yellow exclamation mark of the thing we need to dig or hit or kill? <laughs> or if it's going to take us to the nearest town or whatever, then how do we get from there to the? To the Maybe thing? there is going to be like a little a little bit where we can go and hop on. And hop that's on intriguing a... because if you can hire SRVs, maybe you can hire all sorts of different SRVs. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Give me a little mm, speedster. That's a good point. I'll have a speedster anytime. Yeah. Because yeah. because one of the problems with a big cargo SRV is, you know, the SRV only just fits in our ships. You know, you can fit one in an yeah. eagle. You can fit two in an eagle. And it has mm. to fold itself up. It's, you know, its wheels have to fold in. So how the hell do you get an SRV that can carry 10 cargo into a ship? Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. That's a really good point. So, yeah, maybe, maybe hire them. Yep. That would that would be a good and if if you have to hire SRVs, maybe that's how you work in um the SRVs you rent on a Logi world are specifically designed for that mm, world. Maybe. The ones on a high G world are designed for that. The ones on a world that have a really high temperature are designed for that environment. Like that's how you could get around us needing to have them would be when you get to that planet, you land at a settlement or a port or whatever, and based on the mission you get the SRV that would nice. be best for that. Nice. Uh, nice. To qu- that would be kind of yeah. cool. That to is quote, wild to, to me. <laughs> to, to quote guard frequency, I love the game we're making. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do, do you think racing will ever become a legitimate part of Elite? And also, would you want it to? Mm-hmm. I'm really torn on that. I'm really torn on that. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the community doing it adds such a big element you know if there was some automated yeah. race out at um, sand 2 if there was a bunch of gates out at sand 2 and there was an automated scoreboard and you flew around it and when you went through the start gate it started a timer and when you went through the end gate it stopped the timer <laughs> and then like an old arcade game you got to type in your initials and put aaa at the top of the scoreboard <laughs> you know, t- it'd be all right but i feel like it might fall into disuse i mean they'd, yeah they'd, you, they'd do, you do it a couple of times and then you're all done you know yeah and, and it, it's such yeah. a shallow experience compared to the, the the sort of camaraderie that we've had around yeah. the races that i've been involved in so in yeah way, mal and i have both done buckyball races yeah, we, yeah. We, so i'm uh, torn I, I don't yeah. need much from frontier to be honest i, feel, yeah. I, I don't want to say that i don't want to say that too loud because i get crucified by the people who do want something from frontier and frontier listen to me and go well if alec doesn't want anything then let's not bother <laughs> so, so you know, I, if, yeah if you're going to do yeah. something by all means do it i feel like I, I would i would actually yeah to your point i i i do enjoy the community driven aspect of racing maybe the solution is instead of making racing part of the game where they put it into the you know maybe there would be some kind of mechanic where we as players can i check some some tools could create checkpoints by like maybe there's a checkpoint limpet that you drop that uh that other people can 
target to get to that next point in the race. Or maybe you drop a bunch of checkpoint limits and then you hit submit or something and it drops the gates in at those points. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that we could continue to discover and create courses. We could run the races ourselves. It's just a mechanic that they would add in so that we could help define those courses for for the the people that were running the race yeah, yeah I, I don't know what form it would take but it would also be quite nice to have a more in-game way of recording the time for a run Ooh, yeah because because i think I, th- I think the thing that we do in bucketball racing club where we say you know send us screenshots to prove you followed the course and some courses if right. you've got a bunch of waypoints it might be a dozen screenshots that puts a lot of people off. People go, oh, I can't be yeah. faffing around with uploading screenshots to Imager and, and <laughs> so, so they don't even try, you know. And I, I think if there was a more in-gamey way of just verifying that was the time, I don't know, I don't quite know how it yeah. works. Well, if you think about in your car, you've got a you've got an odometer, right, mm. that records mileage, and you've got a, a clock. Maybe it's something as simple as that where you would just go over to your right panel, your internal panel, and you would, there's a, a tab or a box on that first page. That's for timing a run where you set your mileage to zero. You set your time to zero and you just click start and it just starts counting. Yeah. Um, yeah that might because be. those, the time function and the distance function are already in the game. They would just need to create some sort of interface to tap into those. Actually, and then t- when you're done, timer would be great. Stop. The timer would be great. It like a stopwatch. Mm. Yeah, stop yeah. watching the hard would be awesome. Yeah, that'll do. There you go, Frontier. Give us yeah, a stopwatch. There you go. Stopwatch. Happy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so are there any projects or expeditions or races or anything that you're currently working on that uh, we can look forward to or anything that's currently being run that uh, people might want to know about? So... In Buckyball, we're uh, we're between races, I guess is the phrase. Okay. Um, we had a run of four. We had one every month for four months, which was quite a lot. People just suddenly were full of ideas and enthusiasm, and they all came in. Um, <laughs> and then we sort of have these, I think, sort of down periods where people are going off doing other things. You know, obviously Galnet and CG right. have come back, so people are sort of busy. Um, so nothing, right. nothing on the immediate pipeline. We've got some ideas um, for new races, but we just need to sort ourselves out and actually start you know having right. those on the calendar um, right, right now i mentioned the um elite races and their um eight-wheel drive srv endurance championship that's coming to an end that has been just epic so the last race is this sunday um that's been seven races uh live in game not time trials but live in game races with the sort of point system so 25 points for first 18 for second so it's really interesting you know so we have our current standings and there's a lot to play right. for in the last one so that's this sunday um and if people want to watch it black maze covers it superbly we've got um he ha- flies camera ships so we have in-game commentary yeah. um it's so good it? it's good isn't it's it? so good and they're, they're on youtube aren't they so people can come yeah. watch yeah. all of the races so from before black maze, yep. black maze on youtube because by the time that this comes out, that's gonna that's gonna have uh, finished. Over when yeah, that eighth, yeah, that eighth one will be done that, probably. That yeah, old, that'll pre-record that we do. That will be wow. over. I wonder if I came second or third, or if I even didn't. Oh. <laughs> 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 Can't bear to think. Um, we mentioned I'm probably going to do a first great planetary expedition to once um, 
what's beyond us settled down. Yeah. Uh, sorry, right. Odyssey. I mean, it's um, uh, okay. What else? I think I think the elite races are sort of ramping up a little bit. I think they're doing some a lot more organised shit racing. Best thing is to drop into their Discord server. Awesome. But no, nice. other than that, I, the only thing personally is I've never been to Colonia, so I'm hoping I'm actually looking forward to all this downtime when there's no racing because I want to do a nice leisurely trip to Colonia. Yeah, I, nice. I don't know if you know, you know Exegius did a, a, a timed race yeah. for Colonia, and I deliberately didn't yep. do it because I didn't want to spoil it. I want to. There's a lot of things to see on the way, gotcha. and I want to get a nice yeah. list. I might start a forum thread and ask people what I should see on the way to Colonia, and get a nice. Route yeah, that's and, a, that'll be a good list. That'll be a really yeah, good list. Yeah, there's some really nice spots on the way to yeah. Colonia. Yeah, yeah a couple right. of like Crimin's respite is uh, in, over that that's way. In, that's probably... in Colonia, um, but yeah. there were some. Yep. There were some beautiful. There were some beautiful <laughs> systems, just like um, a little way off um, off the beaten track, and yeah, yep. highly recommend. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind zigzagging, but mm. so that's my next, my personal next thing. I think after all the racing's over. <laughs> Do you play anything yeah. when you're not playing Elite? <laughs> I really don't. I should do. Elite has destroyed everything else for me. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, even my guitar's in the attic. What it comes oh, to, wow. it's, it's terrible. What it came down to is if I've got free time, if I've got an hour and say, what do I want to do? <laughs> it's always play Elite. I just, I think, yeah. do you want to do something else? No, I just want to play Elite. I, I do, the only thing which has been great is I, I did get VR. Um, right. I don't actually play Elite in VR anymore. I'm not quite sure why. I just it's too much of a faff putting the headset on and being slightly yeah. sweaty and I don't know, <laughs> and the resolution not being great. And, but but VR, I just think is absolutely game changing. I, I really hope it yeah. doesn't fizzle out and become a fad. I think VR is extraordinary. If if people haven't tried VR, then do try and get a chance to try it because it's. I think it could be, you know, it could easily be the next big thing. So I do, so I do still yeah. play VR. I play a bit of Beat Saber. Nice. Um, I played nice. through Half Life Alex, uh, Lone Echo. I played through Robo Recalls. Always good value. Vader Immortal. What's not to like about adding a lightsaber duel? Right. Right. So lots of little quick things and good stuff. Yeah. But nothing else. I, all my other games are parked <laughs> until I <laughs> yeah. get bored of Elite, which doesn't seem to be happening. Yep, yep. I hear, I hear you on that. <laughs> I think that's it for all the uh, regular questions, it is, right? Yeah. So we have lightning round, which is uh, which is a lot of fun. It's basically uh, just that. It's just for fun. <laughs> um, the idea is to try and answer the questions as quickly and as accurately as possible. They're all really elite related, and they're all kind of short answer. So if you're ready, okay. We can go ahead and do that. Yeah. All right. Favorite ship? SRV. Least favorite ship? Anaconda. Best ship? Python. Worst ship? Python. <laughs> favorite station? Uh, Rebuy Prospect in Fullerene C60, home with a bucket ball racing club. Gotcha. And favorite system? I'm going to go BD121172 which is in the heart of the Spirograph Nebula, and it is so beautiful. Oh, nice. Um, true or false, there's a free anaconda at Hutton Orbital. That is true. Gotcha. Uh, engineered or vanilla modules in your ship? Uh, engineered. Don't grind, kids. <laughs> 
Alliance, Federation, Empire, or Independent? Independent. Favorite power play leader? Bucky. Out of gas, fuel rats or suicide? Fuel rats every time. Do it, folks. Don't even think about it. They'll be there in five minutes, and it's a nice adventure. They're good people. They are. Uh, Low hole, hole seals, keep going, or suicide? I'm sorry, hole seals, but I tend to just keep going. (laughs) (laughs) True or false, there's a free fleet carrier at Beagle Point. That is true. Thargoids, friend, foe, or undetermined? Uh, I'm determined. And finally, flight assist on or off? Unashamedly on. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) There is no shame in flight assist. That is correct. There's a reason it exists. Yeah, scientists have worked hard to create flight assists. Right. Exactly. See, <laughs> what are you, yep, what are you doing? Docking <laughs> computers and super crews assess those. That's somebody's job. Like, they're able to go home at night and feed their kids because they were they have a job creating these uh, oh, no, yeah. modules to help it, it, us fly. If you're using right? docking computer, then you should be thoroughly ashamed of yourself. But. No. <laughs> 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 sometimes, sometimes you guys just lazy and decides not to do it. <laughs> well, somewhere, well, I honestly think those those <laughs> modules, like like Super Cruise Assist and, and uh, Docking Computer, I really don't use when I'm playing unless. The, the one time I really like having them is when I'm live streaming. Yeah, I think and I that, want to they? be able to interact with chat. Yeah. yeah, and it gives me like a little bit of a break where the ship takes care of itself. It's still doing its thing, and I can kind of focus on. But other than that, I I enjoy the process of trying to dot my ship. Oh, I, do. I love it. Like the, I love, the only good thing about the docking computer, I will say, is in VR because what you can do is um, you can get yourself lined up, get the docking computer to take control, and then you can very carefully get up out of your seat and stand next to your seat like Captain Picard, <laughs> looking around the deck of your ship and basically say, you know, make it so and just watch the ship land itself. That's great. Oh, that's awesome. That's a great idea. I'm doing that immediately sure. after we're <laughs> recording. <laughs> great. Is there anything that we haven't covered today that you'd like to talk about, Alec? Oh, I don't know. Let me have a look at my notes. I don't. <laughs> I don't think so. I think we've, we've covered a bit of everything. Nice. Um, if anyone wants to connect with you or uh, get to know you better, uh, plug your stuff. Where can they find you? Well, my witty answer is: do something extraordinary, and I'll find you. <laughs> but um, oh God, I'm around. You know, I'm on the forum. I'm. Um, you, you didn't ask where I got my name from. <laughs> no, we didn't. No, we didn't. <laughs> Holy crap! How did we miss that? <laughs> Where did I, you I, get I, your uh, name from? I... Well, we my to... mummy and daddy loved each other very much. Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah. that was the case. <laughs> it, it, it's basically just me. I, yeah. you know, a slight lack of imagination, and ultimately, I just thought, ah, it's just me. It's just me. So yeah, so I'm Alec Turner everywhere. I'm Alec Turner on Twitter and YouTube and the forum. And if you want to send me something in the post. <laughs> <laughs> Gotcha. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on. It's been a pleasure. I really enjoyed it. (laughs) What a great chat. 
what oh a my great gosh. track. Yeah. I, I, I didn't I, I didn't know that Alec was involved with the fuel wraps at all. So that I didn't either. I had no clue. And uh like hearing his um his talk about emergent gameplay and like discovering things the way that he like in like that completely organic. I wonder if I can put my ship mm. inside that place where we're not supposed to take ships. Yeah. Like thinking about stuff like that is that has absolutely blown my mind. It is so, I'm going to say it. It is so alien to me. All right. Bye. <laughs> it, no, it's, it's yeah. so that whole idea of playing the game that way is um, super alien to me um, because um, I'm very, very goals driven and oriented, right. but it's really nice to see a different perspective from yeah. that for yeah. sure. And- I think as as uh, live streaming content creators, it's it's almost I don't want to say we're pigeonholed into being goal driven, but I think it helps for a live community when they're watching a stream to know what's going to happen that stream. So we kind yeah. of have to impose a little bit of goal, but it also makes me wonder what would happen if i just pointed my ship in a direction and just went yeah on stream yeah. and we said hey let's see what's happening here and chat got to be a part of a journey like that yeah live like as it's happening like what would that look like so like I, here here i was thinking like how are we going to talk to alec turner for an hour about something other than buckyball into now i'm reconsidering how i play the game <laughs> based on our discussion with him yeah, it was that amazing right. that sounds yeah. about right well that's all for this week you can browse episodes and check out more information about the podcast on our website flightassistpodcast.com and you can stay up to date by following us on twitter at flightassist underscore ed Remember, this podcast is all about commanders and communities, and that means you. We'd love to hear the questions you want us to ask our guests. And if you're an Elite Dangerous commander who wants to be a guest on the podcast, or if you'd like to nominate a commander to be our guest, we need to know that as well. Send us your questions and information on Twitter by tagging flightassist underscore ed, by email to info at flightassistpodcast.com, via our Discord at discord.io slash flightassistpodcast, or by dropping us a line using the contact form on our website. Until next week, this is Commander Mal for the win. And Commander Psykit. Handing the controls back to you. Flight Assist off. <laughs>